Michigan State, big game on Saturday, Rose Bowl reunion, but uh, we're not the only team playing. That's right. Number eight, Washington. They are heading into enemy territory, looking for back-to-back -back wins over the Spartans. I'm joined by Locked On Huskies host Roman Thomas Schaff, and I'm, hey, Locked On Spartans host Matt Sheehan. Roman, what's it like just being a fan or a reporter of a team that actually gets to focus on games and not <laughs> things – Happening on the outside. That must be really nice for you guys, huh? <laughs> yeah, you know, going through, I, I'm not going to say a similar thing, but going through a, 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 an incident in the same general, under the same general umbrella, I'll say. Uh -huh. It's really nice to not have to focus on that. And like one, one, one of the, the, the nicest thing about the Kalen DeBoer era is just kind of how quickly everything has gone from a focus of, oh, the, you know, pushing kids and all that to, oh, this is sure. like one of, well, what, what, not, not only is Kalen DeBoer one of like just the five nicest human beings I've ever had a conversation with, it's you, you watch one, just like one quarter of his offense. You're like, oh, this is, this is just amazing. I, I don't have to ever think about the name John Donovan ever again. <laughs> so it's, it, it's beautiful on all fronts, I will say. It's got to be like whiplash for you guys. Like just a beautiful offense these days in Seattle. But yeah, before a little rocky. So with that said, last year, a little different circumstances. The rules are almost completely flipped. Michigan State rolls into Washington as the ranked team. And this was a statement game for Washington. This time around, when you guys come to East Lansing, you guys are the top 10 team. We're Michigan State, who not only doesn't have really high expectations going into the season as far as win total goes, Five and a half was the preseason win total on FanDuel. We got we got a lot of other things going on yeah. here, Roman. So, what what does this game even mean for you guys over there? So there's a, there's a, there's a lot going into it uh, from from the Washington perspective. One thing that we as the media were hammering home, asking we've asked players, we've asked coaches, mm -hmm. is hey, this is a bit of a Big Ten preview because that's just kind of the the added the added layer here, right? Is oh hey yeah this is this is something that's going to be going on in uh, next year's. Well, you know, it's and, and of course, we can also talk about Michael Penix being an Indiana quarterback, Jimmy Bernard from Michigan State, Javon sure. Armand Parker, both from Fordham High School in Detroit. So there, there are a lot of other storylines here. But for for this, and it's something that, you know, we just talked about over on Lockdown Huskies is the biggest question that me and my co-host Lars Hansen were discussing is, OK, what is the defense going to look like? Because this is something where Washington right now is a 16-point favorite on FanDuel. I'm not going to go into that because I am a jinx, as I told you before the show. That's, that's, yeah. that's something I, I, I don't dive into that, that area a whole ton. And it's something where I'm just kind of looking at this as, okay, we know the offense is going to hold up, right? You Michigan State fans got a firsthand look at that last season as to what this offense can look like. And not only – like we're, uh, we'll, we'll probably talk about Washington's run game at some point over the course of the show, mm -hmm. but the passing game looks better than it did last year which is just a wild thing to think about. It is. Like, yeah. It's it's truly insane. And so that like the the two things that I'm personally looking for as somebody who covers this team every single day is okay, what's the defense going to look like against its first real test after going up against Boise State and Tulsa, not, you know, knocking either of those teams, but it's just a whole different level of competition, right? Yeah. And then what's what's the run game going to look like too? Those those are the two big things that I'm going to be looking for going into this weekend. Do you, do you just want to talk about joining the Big Ten? I mean, I yeah, know like absolutely. we're, we're, we're going to look more micro into this game. Like, Roman will ask me about my team. I'm going to ask about his team here as we go on through the show. But, like, let, let's just address that Big Ten elephant in the room right here. Like, for a team coming into this conference from the West Coast, 
what, what are just your general thoughts? And we'll, we'll get to the team's thoughts if you have any of those, but like just your sure. Roman personal thoughts. Like what, what, what do you got for us? I'm, I'm excited. You know, this is so little, little backstory about, about myself here. I graduated from college in 2019. I went to school in Boston. So I okay. was, when I started covering the Huskies, I started covering them in 2017 just for um, a, a smaller site. And my whole thing was I had to stay up until 1 a.m. almost right. every single week to watch this team, to cover this team. And I ta- I spoke to somebody uh, pretty high up in the Washington Athletic Department uh, on Saturday on the field as, you know, after we, right before we found out that the Cal game next Saturday for Washington kicks off at 730. And this person told me, yeah, that's something you're you're probably not going to have to worry about anymore. And I almost dropped my knees. It was like, this is, <laughs> this is the greatest news of my entire life. So... <laughs> That does go into this for me, and I'm I'm very excited about. Uh, there, there are some things I'm 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 sad about. You know, the future of the Apple Cup is one thing. Yeah, uh, the way the Pac-12 has looked this year is oh, of course, you know, this is the year that this decides to happen. You know, that fifty million dollars that was rumored by ESPN, they're, they're looking pretty stupid now, huh? No, right. I'm, I'm, I'm I'm totally joking. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's something where I'm I'm really excited about. Um, okay, so. 2020, right? The fact that Michigan was going to come out here, the fact that that got that got canceled for COVID, yeah. that was a real bummer. Really, really sad about that. The whole Ohio State home and home, the fact that that got canceled, that was a real bummer. I've got some some good friends out in Columbus that I was really looking forward to going out and going to see and covering that game. So those are things where now the the fact that that's going to become a more regular thing where. This has long been a discussion just kind of in in some Husky media spaces, some Husky fan spaces, is this team has a whole lot of tradition. This team is a mm-hmm. whole lot of fun to watch, to cover, and to just be a part of when things are going good. But And, of course, things haven't been the best over the past 20, 25 years. Sure, there, there have been some ups and there have been some downs. But this is something where with the infusion of the money and the culture and the exposure that the big 10 brings that I think that, you know, people who were Pac-12 peers and say, Oh, this, this sucks for, you know, the, the tradition of the West coast. I've, I've said on lockdown Husky before, I do not care at all because there is so much of a Michigan state, a Michigan, Ohio state, Penn state, that these schools of Wisconsin, I don't, I don't want to, you know, knock any schools that I didn't, you know, that I didn't mention, but it's, there's so much of an extra added just, standpoint of tradition that these schools add and bring that can just add so much more to the experience from uh me as a washington media member and uh just for washington fans as a whole too yeah so as far as like team or even administration like department goes like have you had any conversations with them or how are they feeling about the move i mean are they obviously they're probably for it they're doing it yeah so for sure what else are they going to say but yeah like how, how are they feeling so that's that's a really good question matt because uh the the one thing that has been hammered home by the staff is it's going to continue to recruit the mid Midwest really hard mm-hmm. because a lot of these coaches uh, just have a Midwestern background. Kalen DeBoer, Ryan Grubb, William Inge, Nick Sheridan, Jamarcus Shepard. The list goes on and on and on of coaches who have coached in the Midwest or like Kalen DeBoer like, grew up and played college ball in South Dakota. Like yeah. that's there, there are a whole lot of ties to the Midwest for this program. So it's something where they, they, they give the coach speak answer a lot of times and the players are in the same boat of, Oh yeah, you know, we're just focusing on the season. We'll, we'll worry about that when it comes to it, but you can tell that this is something that was on the front of their minds for a while. And it's something where I'm sure from other sources that I've talked to that it's big in the recruiting factor as well, because there were those questions that were starting to be asked where, 
you know, other schools, it's very obvious when I say this, but other schools were starting to say, well, you know, we're playing in the Big Ten. And this yeah. this team is still playing in the in in the Pac nine or the Pac ten at the time of whatever it was. So th- th- there are, there are a lot of layers to it where it, it just seems like nothing but good things for the Washington program going forward. And really quick over here in our neck of the woods, uh, we will be in a coaching search here in a little bit. Uh, <laughs> God. <laughs> anyway, uh, long list of candidates here. You know, uh, I just I, I'm just curious. Kalen DeBoer is he is he bored yet in Washington? I know he's no. only been there for like five minutes, but like, please, no, no, I want him to be bored. He's just he <laughs> say is because I that, that'd be uh, fun. I, I think in East Lansing, I, Seattle's not that great. Come on, <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you this though. Uh, there there is a lot of speculation that um, just from you know inside people. People outside of the program are really just trying to drum this up. And I think there is some some truth to it, especially with the rumors of him potentially taking a job as, as the Alabama OC last season. I wouldn't be surprised if Ryan Grubb's name is is considered in this in this coaching search. Sure. Um, I'm all for it. I, no question. But, yeah, no, someone dropped the name Kalen DeBoer on me. I'm like, yeah, if you want to hand him, like, a blank check in the handshake line Saturday, <laughs> maybe he'll think about it. But I don't know. He, I think he seems pretty content over there in Washington, I, unfortunately, I because, hey, I – I'd love to snatch him from you guys. I just don't see it happening, unfortunately. Um, all right. So, Roman, in a little bit here, you're going to throw me on the hot seat. You're going to ask about Michigan State. Whether you want to keep it off the field or actually talk about the game on the field, <laughs> I'm game for anything. And then I'll flip the table and I'll ask about your team as well. Uh, but first, I need to talk to people's ear off about LinkedIn Jobs, the best job site out there. And not just for seekers, but also small businesses. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to go check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster. And my favorite part, Roman, for free. If it's free, it's for me. Just add your job to your profile. It's so easy. Even someone like me can do it. It is simple, guys. Add the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you are hiring. It is why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college. That's linkedin.com slash locked on college to post your job for free terms and conditions. You got that right, Buster. They apply. Also, really quick, gang, you want to be the best looking person at Spartan Stadium or whatever bar you're watching the game at your own home. Home Field Apparel is the way to go. Go check out all their vintage apparel for Michigan State because, hey, Next Saturday, if you're at Spartan Stadium, it is a vintage apparel-themed game. So what better place to get all of your gear than home field apparel? I'm wearing my 1979 national title shirt. And the best part about home field is, is as good as you look in all their vintage clothing, you are going to feel even better. This is the most comfortable clothing in my closet. I absolutely love home field apparel. You will too. Go to homefieldapparel.com to place your order. But hey, they also want to save you money too. Because when you smash in promo code LOS23, that's going to take 15% off of your first order. Again, promo code LOS23 for 15% off of your first order at homefieldapparel.com. Dun, dun. All right, hot seat time. What, what, what do you want to know about Michigan State? We're, we're two and out. Yeah, I, 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 that, that's great. I, I'm probably, you know, it's the same thing with Washington. Where, oh, it's, you know, the, 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 the quality of opponent just kind of, you, you have to throw it out the, the window to a certain it's extent. It's not great. No. Yeah. <laughs> so the, the one thing that I really want to know is both on offense and on defense, what is Michigan State's biggest strength? Defensive line. 
Okay. And that is something that we thought was going to happen in the offseason because they beefed up on this defensive line. They were kind of getting gashed in the run game. Now, sure, was some of it like injuries last year because Michigan State, this is lock on listeners' favorite stat, 27 different defensive starters last season by way of injury and then suspensions at the end of the year with the tunnel incident in Michigan. But still, they weren't just up to speed yet with roster makeup. They got rid of some guys in the transfer portal and then brought guys in that are six foot six and 300 pounds or more. And then we'll just have solid. It is nice to have big people play defensive line. And that's something that Mel Tucker, that was one of his good ideas. He had this off season was to bring in defensive linemen that could play. There weren't a lot, but that was, those were some of the good calls he made this off season was to some defensive linemen to play. Um, But also returners in Simeon Barrow, Derek Harmon, like they, they have been everything we thought they could be and more, again, against small competition, Central Michigan and Richmond. But, I mean, they did exactly what you want to see them do against inferior opponents like that. So it is the defensive line, and that is what we expected this offseason. We just had it confirmed the first two games. I, I, I do want to say, and I'm, I'm not going to knock Michigan State when I say these things, but wasn't that the biggest strength last year going into the Washington game as well? And then the offensive line just kind of yeah, shut them down. Yeah, the offensive line uh, play for Washington was a little more than, than I thought it would be. That that was a surprise from last year. But also, I mean, oh boy, it's just hard to slow down the Washington Huskies over there, man. Like our secondary is. was that bad. But here's the thing, too, about the secondary being really bad the last few years, like, you can look at the cornerbacks and the safeties and sure they were far from perfect, but that pass rush wasn't helping things either. When you're that bad, it it is all 11 people on defense that have to carry their weight. So yeah, it it was a little underwhelming last year, but this year it's, Hey Roman, it's different this time. I know I sound like a crazy person, but like it, like they actually, it does, it does look different so far this year. Again, it's going to, we're really going to test it against number one passing offense in the country coming up, but so, so far, so good. That is good to know because Washington does have three new starters on the offensive line from last season where the entire interior is being replaced at left guard, center, and right guard. There are some mm-hmm. questions right now about the center Mateo Mele's health, and okay. we'll kind of see at how that, that goes as the week goes along. But that's um, – and if, if that does happen, right guard Parker Brailsford, who's a redshirt freshman and has been just incredible through two games, was actually yeah. recruited as a center out of high school – uh, he will be sliding over from right guard to center. And then, you know, they're, um, wh- I think the, whoever isn't starting at left guard will probably take that spot. So that's just something where that, that's going to, that, that's, that's kind of why I wanted to ask the question because the, the pass yeah. rush looked good. Um, we, we were, my, my co-host and I were debating this this morning where one site has them listed with 12 sacks another has them listed with 10. It's like, Oh, Ooh. which, which, which one really is it? <laughs> Not that it matters, Yeah, but uh, <laughs> I, th- I thought it was really funny because that's, that's kind of where my questions are. Right now, because Washington has struggled to run the ball so far. Okay. And I was I was very curious as to just kind of what that was going to look like going up. And then offensively, same question. What's the biggest strength for the Spartans? It's 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 one guy, it's Nathan Carter. And I know that's such like a simpleton way of looking at the run game. It's like, oh, running the ball takes a lot more than one person, but the offensive line has been just like fine. This year, again, we're going up against Central, who did have an experienced front, but who wants to hear that about a MAC team? Still, I think they should have dominated a little more with their blocking assignments, all that good stuff. But Nathan Carter transferred from UConn. He played four games for the Huskies last year and out the rest of the season for a shoulder injury. That's why he only played four games. But in those four games, led the nation in yards after contact. And you're seeing it here already. I mean, it is not 
exactly like Kenneth Walker, a guy that, you know, you uh, Seattleites are very familiar with. I'm very He's on like all my dynasty fantasy teams. So it's, it's I love Dude, I love you're, you're living the life then. Yeah, you're, you're doing okay. <laughs> but like he he earned the nickname The Eraser here in 2021 Ooh, like because that. the offensive line, oh, so did I. I loved it too. The offensive line like wasn't great, but he erased any problems that they had. Like he erased errors that they had. And you're seeing some of that with Nathan Carter so far this year. And it's not like Nathan Carter is like far and beyond the highlight of this team. So far, new quarterback Noah Kim, like he has been everything that you want a new quarterback to be. He just won Big Ten Offensive Player of the Week last week, 81% completions. Yes, it was against the Richmond Spiders. <laughs> I, I think me or you could throw for 65% against them, but still. I appreciate your, your confidence in my athletic abilities. I can tell you could sling it over there. Yeah, no, no question Pitch about college. it. college. You got it. Let's hey, let's go. You know what? Seventy-five percent completion for you then. <laughs> let's we're, go. We're feeling really good. Yeah, just just cannon over there. Uh, but also breaking in a new receiver core too. So there were questions about, oh my god, how's the pass game going to look, especially early on. But again, I'll say for like the fifteenth time, it was against Central and Richmond, but it did look as good as you would want it to against an opponent like that so far. So yeah. I like that. I like that point a lot because that was kind of the sentiment with Michael Penix through two games last year, right? Where they yeah. played Kent State and they played Portland State. So it was like, oh, hey, he looks really good. This is this is really promising. This is really what, right. what you want to see. It's like, oh, well, you know, how's he going to look against Michigan State? And then obviously, you know, the, the the result was what it was. So it's okay. Yeah, no, this guy is real. This guy is here. Yeah. So that's I, I I like that a lot because the where my questions are with Washington's defense is running the ball or was was defending the run where Jabbar Muhammad, Oklahoma state transfer has been really, really solid through two games. I've been really impressed with what I've seen from him. And while they're still kind of searching for number two cornerback, it looks like Elijah Jackson right now is the guy who is taking that role. He's, he's looked really good uh, so far at times. There were a couple of ticky tack penalties that were called on in the first week. Uh, But there's, there are some questions up front where both Boise state and Tulsa with short screens and then with running the ball as well, there were times where it's, Oh, that's a, that's a pretty big, pretty big hole right there that they had to run through. So, and yeah. Washington, some really talented linebackers, but it's just a matter of, okay. And there's questions along the defensive line in terms of depth as well, where okay. Edge Zach Durfee uh, is still awaiting ruling on a transfer, which is a whole long issue that Husky fans have heard me talk about for far too long. The 32nd yeah. version is he spent one semester at North Dakota state as a student, not as a football player, then transferred to Sioux Falls up, uh, Redshirt at Sioux Falls, played a year, played really, really well, transferred to Washington, and the NCAA right now is saying, well, no, because it's the second transfer, even though he wasn't on the football team, none of that was it. So, oh, that's a that's, headache. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, oh, yeah. That's oh. annoying. Okay. <laughs> that's, uh, wow. That's the worst. Yeah. And then Jesus. along, oh, it's, oh, it's awful. And then alongside of that, uh, Fatui Tuitela has yet to play this year. He's highly recruited, uh, four star defensive lineman coming out of Hawaii. Um, Armand Parker, who one of the, one of the local guys hasn't played yet this year after he's still kind of rehabbing from a knee injury that he suffered before beginning of last season, but he's really talented. And then, so the, the, the depth up front isn't quite what we have expected it to look like and kind of what it looked like throughout most fall camp where they were getting really, really good pressure for the most part and doing some, some good things against the run. So it's the, mm-hmm. one, one of my questions right now is, okay, what, uh, what are assignments in the run game going to look like for this Husky defense? Yeah, no doubt. And any, any other questions you want to get off your chest here before I absolutely flip the script and, and bury you with, uh, with I... incinerating <laughs> questions here? <laughs> so the, the, the last one is what is, and it could be either side of the ball here. What is Michigan state's biggest weakness? 
I look, I know I just said the secondary does look a little bit better, but for me, it, it, it has to be the secondary until further notice. And this is not oh, the matchup not that you want. Well, coming into East Lance, this is not the matchup that you want to see here, right? I mean, we do have some talented kids. They are younger players. They are sophomores, second-year players, guys like Dylan Tatum, Jaden Mangum, Malik Spencer. But, again, maybe this is just a simpleton way of thinking about it, but when it is, like, two years maybe going on three of just absolutely horrific secondary play, like, it's going to be the weakness until further notice. Now, the offensive line, again, I think they could step up their game as well. The pass protection has been better than the run game, I think, but that's almost what I'm looking forward to more is Michigan State's offensive line versus Washington's defense because that'll be a really good test because I think maybe it's because I already know what the answer is going to be for <laughs> Washington's pass game versus Michigan State's pass defense. Yeah. Really against anyone's pass defense. I mean, they could carve up half the NFL teams, I'm convinced. So it's it's not a complete knock against Michigan State, but yeah, I just I think I already know how it's going to be going here. The, the spread is not 16 points uh, by mistake here, Roman. So <laughs> yeah. Uh, do you want to talk? You know what? We're going to talk more about spreads here right now because this episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Roman, you like that little transition there? That's Love right. That. I, I we are it. cooking over here, cooking over here. And it's not just for Spartans versus Huskies. Hey, I know Washington fans are Seahawks fans. A lot of Michigan State fans are Lions fans. They face each other. The Lions, six-and-a-half-point home favorites. Get ready for the NFL season with incredible offers from FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers can bet $5 and get 200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Plus, all customers who bet $5 will get $100 off NFL Sunday ticket And sorry from YouTube and YouTube TV. That's not new customers. That's all customers. It's the best time to join FanDuel. The app is super easy to use, and you can bet on everything from spreads, player props, and more. You best believe I'm going to add Kenneth Walker into my same game parlays. What are you waiting for over there? Visit FanDuel.com slash lockdown and kick off the NFL season with an offer you will not want to miss. It's FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. And speaking of that Lions-Seahawks game, I'm going to go something that is nothing to do with the game. Are there like a good contingent of Huskies fans flying over to do like the, the daily double of Huskies on Saturday, Seahawks on Sunday. Like, is that a I've, thing? I've spoken to about? multiple people that okay. are doing that. Yeah. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah. God, should be fun. That must be so. That, that must be awesome. So let's talk about your defense. I know. We're, we're here. We are. We have the number one passing offense from last year, already the number one passing offense this year. We're just going to absolutely flip that around the defense. How is it different than last year? Is it different? Is it better? Is it worse? Like, what kind of Washington uh, front are we looking at here? That's a really good question. So I think it's better. There are still questions okay. that I have, but I think it's better because the, the the number one thing that I wanted to talk about is linebacker Edifonio Foscio, who okay. missed the majority of last season. He's one of the captains on this team, uh, middle linebacker, who is just really, really impressive in every aspect of the game. And he's somebody who adds a lot to the defense when he's on the field. Uh, Braylon Trice, who was like a revelation last year for a lot of people, like, oh, this guy's, this guy's really talented. He's back. He was a preseason first-team All-American. Love watching him play. He hasn't recorded a sack just yet, but I've seen multiple plays where he's been triple teamed by opposing offensive lines. So, you know, I'm not necessarily going to blame him for that. And there's, there's still, uh, the, the, the Huskies have only recorded four sacks through two games, but I, I still think that there's um, a lot of promise along the defensive line. And, you know, I alluded to them not necessarily being fully healthy. So as, as we continue along here, I think that's something that might be a little bit different against Michigan state. But for me, the biggest addition so far has been in the secondary because there were a lot of injuries in the secondary last year for Washington's uh-huh. defense. 
And there were some games where you look at the Arizona State game that they lost, look at the UCLA game that they lost, the the Oregon game, which was one of the greatest games I've ever seen in my life. Uh, sure. They the secondary just got cooked time and time and time again. And a lot of that was due to injuries where they had to start a true freshman for uh, a mm. couple of games at, at one quarterback slot. And the biggest, and I, I, I said his name already on the show, Jabbar Muhammad, who transferred from Oklahoma state has been everything that I, you know, I, I kind of assumed that he would be and more in just two games. He's only allowed three receptions for 21 yards. And he made, uh, and, uh, Actually, F1 Lafosio said this after the Tulsa game. He made the craziest play I've ever seen a cornerback make. He was called on a corner blitz from the far side. And even though uh, Tulsa's quarterback was rolling out to his right and um, Jabbar was coming from the other side of the field, he tracked him all the way down across the field to record the sack and nearly ripped the ball out too. He had to run like 45, 50 yards <laughs> laterally just to be even in a position to make that play. Gotcha. And he just in coverage is locked down and I really can't wait to see him play against the Tyro McMillan's, the Troy Franklin's, the Dorian singers of the world, because I really think that that's going to be just a tier one matchup to watch for NFL scouts too. So he's somebody that has really, really changed this Washington secondary. Yeah. I just can't wait to see like MSU's receivers versus Washington secondary, because I, we have young guys like Jerron Glover, Tyler Henry that have been shining early on this year. What's it going to look like against an actual power five team? You know, like that, that that's going to be very, exciting and interesting to see because if it is like it was the first two games and they're actually shining, they're making great catches. They look like upperclassmen. Okay. I might have to fan myself off here and get a little <laughs> excited for big 10 season, but uh, still there, there's, there's a lot more that we have to figure out with the whole team here. Let's just, let's just go to the offensive side of the ball here. I, you know what? Here's, here's how we'll look at this. Okay. What has changed about your offense from last year? Because these guys still have NFL receivers. You guys have yep. Michael Penix in his 17th game against Michigan state. Like, is there anything different from last year? Uh, you're you're not going to believe me when I say this. The receiving core is better than it was last God. year. It's 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 bye. Okay, <laughs> and a lot right. of that cool. <laughs> a lot of that is props to uh, so, somebody you are very familiar with, a gentleman by uh, the name who could of it Shirley be? Bernard. Oh, him, great stud man. <laughs> and so not only oh, that's good. I know not only is Jeremy Bernard with this team again. Uh, redshirt freshman Denzel Boston was somebody that I personally was very, very high on throughout fall camp because he made play after play after play after play. And I called him at multiple points over on Inside the Huskies, uh, where I do all my writing. Uh, I called him mm -hmm. the most impressive player on the field during fall camp. Okay. And that's including first team All American Roma Dunze. That's including Jeremy Bernard, Jalen McMillan, who some people had as a second team All American, yeah. Jalen Polk, who Michigan State fans are also very familiar with. Denzel Boston was just as impressive as all of them. And he played seven snaps against Tulsa. Huh, so so there's <laughs> awesome. that. So that, that's a big one. Uh, the interior of the offensive line, as I said, uh, they're dealing with a couple injuries there where um, one guy is out for the year, uh, guard Memelar, and then we'll see what the status of starting center Mateo Mele is, as I said earlier on. Uh, and then the running backs where Cameron Davis, who was really, really impressive last season, is also after the season he got hurt in the last week of fall okay. camp. Uh, but somebody who I've been really impressed with, he didn't play against Tulsa uh, due to a minor injury, but the coaching staff, he said, he said he's going to be back this week is Mississippi state transfer Dylan Johnson. So Dylan Johnson is six foot, 215 pounds. And I just remember when I first saw him and he, cause he played, he didn't play much during spring practice, but in the couple practices that he was out there, I was like, 
who who is this person that you know like with, without the extra couple inches of height like looks like derrick henry compared to everybody else in the room <laughs> because he's just that much bigger and stronger than everybody else yeah. and i don't think we've seen him at full strength just yet but he catches the ball out of the backfield really well and washington's offensive line has struggled to block against the run so far through two games but that's something where I still think that they're figuring some things out and that everything is going to work out on that front, especially for a team that right now is uh, number one in the country in terms of PF uh, for PFF grades in pass blocking. Mm. So I think they're going to be fine on that front. It's a very talented offensive line. The uh, podcast host of me loves that answer. Very thorough, very detailed. The Michigan State fan in me, I I feel like just editing that whole part out. And it's not I'm even sorry. That. No, no. Oh, it's fine. It's great. Everything's just awesome here. It'll all be over soon. Uh, um, hey, <laughs> you said uh, you, you said that you got some. Uh, you got a bold prediction for us. Do you want to uncork that right now to get us off into the weekend here? Are, are you sure you want to hear it? Probably not, but whatever. We're here. <laughs> Jeremy Bernard is going to score twice. At least. <laughs> you know what? I was thinking about that the other day. It's like if FanDuel has that line multiple touchdowns from Jeremy Bernard. I, if I have to see it happen, I want to be paid for it. So I might as well just <laughs> I, he scored a few shekels on that. Ah, there we go. That's great to see him thriving. <sighs> I'm sorry. I'm sure, he's, I'm sure he's a good kid. He's a great I mean, kid. I love talking to him. I haven't heard anything bad about him. Said, so, uh, I just wish he didn't leave. Um, okay. Uh, my my bold prediction is that Michael Penix leaves this game as one of the top ten passers in Spartan Stadium history uh, because wow. he's already have five games under his belt. So like, what's Fair. what's one more game with 450 like yards? Surely he'll be up on the whatever. <laughs> Uh, no, I'm trying to keep the vibes high. Like, it, look, it's been a long week, man. I'm, I'm trying to keep everything high, yeah. uh, keep it energized. Um, hey, we got this. We'll we'll cover the spread. Let's go. <laughs> really convinced. Cry, crying eternally there. <laughs> I, yeah, kind of, kind of. Uh, that was that was a uh, that was tough. But hey, Roman, thanks a lot yeah, for joining, man. I, I had a great time uh, collaborating here. This is awesome. When we become Big Ten brothers formally, I, we'll be talking a lot more with each other. I'm sure. Awesome. So. Can't wait. Yeah, I can't wait, man. So, uh, gang, Locked On Huskies Nation, thank you all for listening. Locked On Spartans Nation, thank you all for listening. Uh, if you guys are traveling to Detroit, doing the Huskies Seahawks double dip, have a great time over here. Michigan, love this place. So, uh, gang, love every single one of you. Enjoy your weekends. And just kidding. Come on, you thought I was going to take you into the weekend without giving you five best bets to either tail or fade? No, come on. No, I, I got to drop my, I, we'll call it knowledge here before we ride into the weekend together. It's five best bets. Uh, just go to FanDuel.com. I mean, it is the best sports book out there. Overall for the season, we are seven and eight last week, two and three and you best believe we were on the wrong side of that back-breaking Texas Tech-Oregon finish. Uh, my goodness gracious, that that one hurt uh, in the wallet and mentally and physically and spiritually. But that's okay. We got five more bets queued up, ready to roll with. Now, we're going to start with the MSU-Washington game. This has been such a bizarre game away from the field. Is Michigan State going to come out? Inspired, ready to go? Are they going to stun the world in light of everything going on? Maybe. Could they also see Washington go up 21-0 right off the bat and then have their balloon deflated immediately? I, possibly. I'm not going to pick either side of the 16.5 point spread right now. I will take over 57.5 points, though. That's a big number, but I can trust Washington to get to 40 points. I can trust Michigan State to get to 20 points. 
that, that's 60. How about that for some locked on Spartans math right there? So over 57 and a half for our Spartans game. Now, Friday night, I do have one game. So if you're listening to this on the way over to Spartan Stadium on Saturday, you've missed the boat on this. So you could either regret that you didn't do this or you could laugh at me because it, if this is wrong, then Maryland minus 15 and a half. Against Virginia will be something to laugh at. Terrapins are home for this game. Virginia, understandably so. I can't dog them too much, of course, in light of everything that has happened to them the last year, but they are not going to be a competitive Power 5 team this year. So Maryland, minus 15 in a half. And then Mississippi State, plus 9.5 at home against LSU. LSU, far superior team but almost getting 10 points at home in Stark Vegas. I'm going to take the Bulldogs there. North Carolina minus seven. I also love that as well. They are at home against Minnesota. And if you've been watching the same Minnesota team I have the first two weeks, you are seeing some gopher quarterback play that really makes you believe that you one day can also be a Division I Power 5 quarterback. <laughs> My goodness. I, I will say, Minnesota's defense has been delightful to watch this year, uh, but it'll be a good test. For North Carolina, the Tar Heels, Drake may, but I do like the Tar Heels to cover that touchdown at home. And then last but not least, TCU on the road, minus 7.5. I told myself I would never take the Horned Frogs the entire season after their week one showing against Colorado, but here I am taking the Horned Frogs. As they go to Houston, uh, a Houston team that is just, in one word, abysmal this year. I, I do not like taking road underdogs in college football, but if it is, if it's against Houston, I'm, I'm gonna just go ahead and take that then. So thank you very much. All right, to recap, gang, it is over 57 and a half for Michigan State, uh, Washington, Maryland minus 15 and a half against Virginia, Mississippi State plus nine and a half at home against LSU, North Carolina minus seven at home against Minnesota, TCU minus seven and a half at Houston, five dollar bet nets you in the ballpark of 123 dollars and 17 cents. I'm sure these odds will change a little bit, so in the ballpark of that. But hey, gang, do it all at FanDuel Sportsbook, and we will see you. Most likely Saturday night is when we'll do the post-game show. If not, then Sunday sometime during the day. But you guys know where to find us. Locked on Spartans. Thank you so much for gearing up for game day with us here. The Locked on Podcast Network. Love you all. Go Green.